Father, we want to thank you for all of our mothers. Those standing here watching from home and those who are no longer with us. We thank you for using them first to bring us into this world. We thank you all, Father, for their love that they pour into us day in and day out, year in and year out. Father, I ask that you watch over my sisters. Bless them. Protect them. Provide for them. Keep the devil away from them. Be especially be with our single moms who play the role of mom and dad to so many at the same time. Father, I ask you, God, that you will give them all the desires of their hearts. May they never have to weep over their children. May their lives always be filled with joy and happiness. Father, we thank you so much for these tremendous heroes that you put on this earth to be our mothers. We thank you, God, for every last one of them. We ask and we'll pray all this in the precious and mighty name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please go ahead and have a seat. I promise I'm going to make this short. On Thursday morning, I believe it was, I got a phone call from Liz Romain asking if I could go to Robbie's school on Friday morning, that they were having grandfathers, grandparents, and special friends day. And I said, absolutely. And so I got up very early, I believe at 6 a.m. Sarah took me to the subway station at 7. I made it there on time. And we had a wonderful, wonderful time. But I remember Thursday afternoon going downstairs and taking the garbage out. And I thought to myself, I guess I'm a grandpa now. <laughs> I've just never looked at myself that way. But I am 60 years old. And... Um, I am old enough to be grandpa, but it was very touching to be asked. We had a wonderful time. It's Robbie in his classroom. They were talking about love, and uh, they asked us to also, you know, get involved, and we did. And that's, his, that's Lizzie's mother holding him on his lap. But uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. Um, I wanted to share that because, again, you guys are always telling me, Richard, what's going on in your life? You know, that's the kind of stuff I do. This morning, very quickly, I want to talk about passing down your faith. Passing down your faith. We're going to be looking at the influence of Lois and Eunice. So who are those? The grandmother and the mother of Timothy. Passing down your faith. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, 2 Timothy chapter 1, beginning verse 1. The Apostle Paul writes, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father, and Christ Jesus, our Lord. I thank God whom I serve, as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience, as night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears 
I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Shortly after his disappointing experience with John Mark, Paul recruited another eager young man named Timothy. You and I are introduced to Timothy in Acts chapter 16. And I want us very quickly to notice how Paul started out this letter. He addresses Timothy as his dear son. Timothy received two personal letters from the Apostle Paul, 1st and 2nd Timothy. And he also wrote a personal letter to another young man named Titus. Paul and Timothy had a special father-son relationship. He writes, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. There's something about that bond and that love that parents share with their kids. Yes, Paul didn't give birth to Timothy, but they built that love. And like some have even mentioned this morning, somebody doesn't have to be a mother or a father to be able to show that love to other people. And that's the kind of love that Timothy got from the Apostle Paul. And I know many of us in here have been mother figures and mentors to children and to family members. Thank you for your love. Believe it or not, all those kids, all those people that you've influenced, they see you as a mother figure. They see you as a father figure. And so continue to give that love to all the people that are coming up behind us. Paul writes, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in Grandma Lois and in Timothy's mother, Eunice. You see, when I read my Bible and I see the incredible instructions that the Apostle Paul gave to Timothy in 1st and 2nd Timothy, none of that would have been possible if it wasn't for the foundation that Lois and Eunice had made in Timothy. Right now, you're raising your kids. You're teaching them about God. You're reading them the Bible as they go to sleep, and you're praying with them and putting them down. One day, they're going to grow up. They're going to go off to college. And kids, you are going to college. Okay? Yes, I understand. Some of you are great with your hands and fat, and, and that's, that's going to that's be awesome too. You, some of you are going to go to trade school. You, you're going you're gonna to learn a skill. And other people that you are yet to meet will build on the foundation that your parents are now putting in. And so, I want to make one simple point today. For us to build a foundation of faith 
in our children. This is the best gift you can give to your kids as parents and mentors. Because the gift of knowing God, the gift of loving God, is not only for this life, it's for the life to come also. Amen? And so keep pouring yourself out. I know you guys are tremendous at this. You're not just mothers, but you're Christian mothers. You're trying to raise your kids based on this. And it's, that job is not for the faint-hearted. It is very hard. And so I want to encourage you to continue. Because one day it's going to pay off. The gift of knowing God is the best gift we can give to our kids. Paul was able to build on the foundation laid by Lois and Eunice. You and I know that the foundation is the most important part of the building. The most important part of this structure that you and I are seated in right now is underneath us. We can't even see it. The same thing is true spiritually when it comes to the lives of our children and people that we're trying to mentor. So moms, dads, mentors, I want to appeal to you this morning, don't take any shortcuts when it comes to raising your kids. Follow the recipe. It's all in here. Amen? Follow the recipe. It's going to work out. I saw a quote this week that I thought was awesome. It simply says, best quote I've heard today. As a parent, it's my priority to help you get into heaven, not Harvard. There's nothing wrong in going to Harvard. There's nothing wrong in going to Princeton or Cornell or, you know, NYU or whatever. Okay? Education is huge. And we need to educate our kids. But our job as parents, your job as mothers, is to make sure that you help your kids know God so that they can spend eternity with God one day. Amen? There's lots of stuff we need to teach our kids. And again, all the answers are in the book. We need to teach them honesty and integrity. We need to teach them to love learning. That's what a disciple is. A disciple is a learner, is a student. We need to teach them to respect authority. We need to teach them to love God. We need to teach them hard work. We need to teach them about the world. This world that we live in is messed up. And yes, we have a few years to prepare them. Because one day they're going to leave the nest. To prepare them for this cruel world that they're going to have to step into and live in. And raise their own families in. We need to teach them how to treat the opposite sex. There's so much to, to teach them. It's non-stop. Amen? And so I commend you. I know it's a lot of hard work. Continue. And I pray that God will continue to give you the strength to do that. You guys are awesome. You're just wonderful individuals. You're kind. You're hardworking. You're the chauffeur for the family. You're the laundry superintendent. 
you're the educator, nutritionist, baker, tailor, hairstylist, loving, selfless, caring, disciplinarian every now and then, strong, your entertainers, money managers, resilient, competent. I mean, the list goes on. You're just wonderful, wonderful individuals. And I want you to know that your kids love you. They cherish you. My mother has been gone now for about 30 years. I lost her when I was 30. And I thank God for her a lot as I pray every day. Because I know if it wasn't for her, I would not be the person I am today. There is so much she gave to me. There is so much she poured into me. She loved me beyond words. And I know you do the same for your children. And so I thank you for the awesome mother that you are. Paul was able to write later on in Philippians chapter 2, talking about Timothy. In verse 20, he says, I have no one else like him who takes a genuine interest in your welfare. For everyone looks out for his own interests, not those of Christ Jesus. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the walk of the gospel. This is a huge compliment that Paul was able to pay Timothy as a result of the foundation that Eunice and Lois had made. This is a result of Lois and Eunice's influence in Timothy's life. They passed down their faith to Timothy. And so I'm imploring you mothers, pass your faith down to your children. Timothy is mentioned 18 times in the New Testament. 18 times, that's a lot of times. Is there Richard, where are the scriptures? That's your homework. I believe with all my heart that we need mothers, especially in this messed up world that we now live in. I believe God made mothers to make this world a better place. And let's make sure that this is not what we're building where education is the most important thing, where career comes before God, where technology comes before God, when even family comes before God, and then God is the little blob up there. It shouldn't be that way. If anything, this is the foundation we got to build, where God needs to be that foundation. That's what Lois did. That's what Eunice did in Timothy. And then family comes next. And then relationships, and then career and education. Let's make sure we get the foundation right. You know why? In Matthew 6, a passage we are very familiar with, Jesus says there are two kinds of builders. There are wise builders and they're foolish builders. He says wise builders build their lives and their foundation on God. Why? Because the rain is coming. The wind is going to blow. But if our foundation is built on God. That house, that life will not collapse. Can I get an amen? amen? The storms will come. That's just part of life. 
because we live in a fallen world. And so, brothers and sisters, let us make sure that we build our foundation of God in our children because that's the only thing that's going to last forever. Again, mothers, thank you for being awesome mothers. You guys are very special. I promised you a very short sermon, and this is it. I pray that all of us, we're going to be able to say, like it says in Psalm 102, verse 18, let this be recorded for future generations so that a people not yet born will praise the Lord. Happy Mother's Day, and God bless you all.